This week, what we are doing is breaking the podcast into three parts. The first part is looking at introducing extended column work where the resentment is with a parent and how to work through that. The next podcast, podcast number two, that there the example is where the resentment is with your partner and we look at that. And in the third podcast, so we've broken this week into three parts, the third podcast is participant uh, reactions and questions and shares. And um, we haven't got everything in there. It's just to have a look at as we begin to review what is extended column work. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. My name is Joanne and I am your facilitator and step guide for this workshop. Please take a moment to settle yourselves, close your eyes if you can. Bring some awareness to that deep abdominal breath. Feel your diaphragm moving like those uh, opera singers. We want to move our diaphragm when we breathe. And lean into that set-aside prayer. God, please set aside everything I think I know about myself my brokenness, my spiritual path, and you. Please open my heart. Please open my mind. And allow me to have a brand new experience with myself, with my brokenness, with my spiritual path, and especially with you. Thank you so much, everyone. Welcome. So welcome, everyone, to the workshop. Welcome back. Today, for me, is the 15th of February. But for some of us here in the meeting, it's the 14th of February, which is a special day for some people. And welcome, welcome, welcome. We are on week number six of our workshop. We're just about to start step one. We were thinking about starting it this week and in meditation it came to me to wait one more week and to show you where we're going. I keep saying that what I teach is extended column work. Have you heard that term? That is what was taught to Herb and that is what Herb teaches to you. It is extended column work. That's what you're learning. In the big book you have three columns. And it actually, turn your books to page uh, 65. What do you see? This is page 65 here on my screen, on my, in my book. You see these columns. So when the big book talks about columns, this is what it's talking about. This is when you start doing inventory. Now, I think most of us will probably have seen this before. I mean, unless you're very, very new, You've seen these columns. Extended column work is where pretty much the first two columns look the same. The first column, it says, I'm resentful at. That's the who. And what I'd like you to do right now 
is to think about the last 24 hours, everyone in this group, everyone in this group, I would like you to consider the last 24 hours. Who has been bothering you? I want you to put down a name or an institution or a thing. Is it the dishwasher? What has been bothering you? Is it your neighbor, your partner, your child, your spouse, your parent? In the last 24 hours, who we're going to practice column work. We remember step one, I'm powerless. I'm powerless over the fact that I get disturbed. I'm powerless over my addiction. My, my, I'm powerless over me, my emotions. I, mean, I, I really have this powerlessness. Step two, do I have hope? When you come into these rooms, you're here. Everyone who's here, you have hope. This is hard work. And you keep showing up and that tells us, it tells you that you have hope. That's step two. And step three, made a decision to, are you done doing it your way? Are you done? Are you ready to try something new? So we look at column one. It says there, I'm resentful at, and it's the example is Mr. Brown. So you look at your work and who is your person? Write someone down. And column two, it says the cause. So why, what are they doing that is annoying you? I want you to be clear and I want you to write something down. Everyone. So what I'd like you to do is to open up the chat. And in the chat, I would like you to commit. Everyone. I want you to write in the chat your column one and column two. So the who, I'm resentful at my son for forgetting my birthday yesterday. But all of these resentments need to be in the last 24 hours, okay, recent. Now, sometimes people do, I'm resentful at myself for being an addict. And that is actually quite healthy to look at that, but not today. That's quite a complicated resentment to do. For today, what I'd like you to do is look at who. So we've got my sister, my daughter for not calling me. So you want to put in why. My sponsor, I'm very interested why you have a resentment against your sponsor. I That's really healthy. Let me know why. why. What is the sponsor doing? My son-in-law for spending too much time gaming. Yeah, I feel it even as I'm reading that. My husband, because of his denial of reality, lack of willingness to take responsibility. So that will, that's not clear. I need an example. Get, what is he doing? You're giving me your judgment that he's denying reality. You need to be very clear in column two. What is he doing? So what is he saying that is annoying you. Be more specific than what you're doing there. Now I've got my sponsor. She hasn't responded to my text and phone messages about a question. Very clear. My cat for scratching my door and waking me up every day in the middle of the night. 
All right. So what you are doing is committing to do this work. This is, we're going to look at this today. Uh, my daughter, Jane, for questioning me in depth and changing focus continually. Okay. Um, my roommate, because she always tries to start very long conversations and she kept on talking when I wanted to leave and go grocery shopping. Yep. Yeah. Long COVID and the impacts it has on my health. Yeah, that's a that's a beautiful one. See how it goes today. That's quite a complicated one too. I resent disease and the impacts it has on my family, my health. Yeah. All right. So uh, you, everyone seems to be getting the hang of it. It's really fantastic. Let me just close that screen. So most people have added something, had a chance to think about something and put something down. So you've done some work and what you've done is a column one and a column two. And remember the step process. If I just waltzed in and told you to do this work, it wouldn't be effective. We need to have a higher power. What? Why? Why do I need to have? Because at the end of the day, my brain has multiple parts. My awareness, the brain that I'm aware of making decisions, and my the other part of me, my gut instincts and my subconscious that's constantly driving me. And what blocks me from the sunlight of the spirit are these resentments, the fear, my sex conduct, because we live in a world that's busy, all sorts of people, and my conduct is not clear. It's not healthy. And the last one is uh, secrets, shame those secrets we can't tell. So what we're going to do today is, is I'm powerless over these resentments. There is a power. That's why we're here. Okay. And just for today, I'm going to let go of doing it my way. People have their own way of doing this work and you're going to let it go and try something different. So we're going to go ahead with the work. And how you know you've taken steps one, two, and three is you put a pen to paper. So have you done that? Put pen to paper and started the work. I can try to encourage you, but it's up to you what you do. So column one, I'm resentful at. Column two is the cause. Now, don't write anything, but this here is column three. And you'll see it has sex relations, self-esteem, again, sex relations, self-esteem, security. Down here, we have personal relationships. Down the bottom here, we have pride. And um, somewhere here, we have pocketbook security. And maybe somewhere in the paragraph, I think it brings in, introduces pocketbook. When we do extended column work, that is what we are looking at. So... Here is a form that we use that is extended column work. I have changed it, but it is what you're used to if you've done workshops before. It's the same information. There are seven dimensions that we're going to look at. Self-esteem, pride, ambition, security, personal relations, gender relations, and down the bottom you have pocketbook. 
over the next few months, we will be learning how to apply these, how to recognize them, how to fill this worksheet in, and how to help others to fill this worksheet in. Today, all we're going to look at, because we're just having a brief look at this work, okay, to allow ourselves to have a different perspective, we're going to look at the first two questions, self-esteem and pride. What did you decide to do for your column one? Uh, hello, my dad. Yeah, yeah. My dad. Okay. Now, Emmanuel, why? What did he do? Well, when I see the amount of space there, I'm telling you it's not enough. Keep it uh, to the last 24 hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a bully and verbally abusive. So... Just a minute. So, yeah, bully. Tell me what he said that today that was bully. He gives his opinion on, on things that uh, that are none of his business. He doesn't mind. He never minds his own business. There we go. Oh, that's it. That's it. What sorts of things is he giving um, his opinion on? Everything. I want an example. So what yesterday, well, so in the last 24 hours. For example, I bought some boxes because I'm moving to Canada in a couple of months. He's like, your boxes are shitty. They're going to break. They're, not, they're never going to make it to Canada. He comes in my house. He says, your floors are disgusting. Boxes are shitty. They're going to break. Let's just, let's, boxes are shitty. Floors are messy. Okay, anything else? That's yeah, enough. That's um, enough. That's all the space we have. Yeah. Now that's actually part of it, everyone. Keeping the space. There's a reason there's little space. We want to get out of the story. We do want to explore, but we need to be brief. So that's so here we go. We're looking at, and so when you think of that yesterday, when he said those boxes are, are no good, and he said the floors are messy, how do you feel? Do you already feel agitated? instantly it makes my my uh, blood boil like that's what instantly. we want that's yeah. what we want and i can see that you're disturbed and that's what we want <laughs> so you're doing wonderful all right now i'm going to ask you to say a set aside prayer for us please mm -hmm. god please set aside everything that i think i know about myself my brokenness the 12 steps and you for an open mind and a new, I forgot the word. Anyways, a new uh, relationship with uh, my brokenness, the 12 steps, and especially you. Thank you. There's no right or wrong. Whatever prayer comes to you, that's the prayer you were meant to say that day. So you can change it. Sometimes my set-aside prayer is simply, please help me. Three words. And that's, an, that's all I can bear. Sometimes like with a family member, it might be save me from anger. Like I'm trying not to be angry and I ask for help. So we're going to go to question number one, self-esteem. So the, we're only looking at questions one and two today. So we might not do a deep dive. This is just a look to explore what is extended column work? Why do we do it? Why is it effective? And I'm encouraging you to listen and have an experience as we go through the work with Emmanuel. So 
I am, I'm going to suggest in this relationship, you are the daughter and I am an intelligent. What else? I am an intelligent, kind. Um, yeah. Uh, and independent. And responsible. Responsible daughter. Okay. I am an intelligent, kind, independent, responsible daughter. What's my fear? My fear? Fear of being judged? Yeah. I don't know. Fear, uh, fear of, of not being accepted by my parents. Fear of never... Um, fear of not being known for who I am by my own parents. Like, they don't know who I am as a person. Yeah. So I wrote down fear of never being accepted by my parents, fear of never being known by my own parents. Yeah? Do you feel that when I say it? Yeah. I Is do. there more? Um... Okay, we'll pause there because I, I wanted to be able to come out. I don't want you to think too much. I want you to stay in the emotions so it comes out straight away. So as you start thinking, you're coming, you'll come in to rescue yourself and kind of be logical. We're not going to be logical. This is an illogical practice. It's it's the first thought that comes, the first thought that comes to you. So do you see what we've done here? We separate the self-esteem into two. You have the I am where it's a positive view of who you are. It's always positive. And it's also the relationship. So in this relationship, she is the daughter. Okay. I am the intelligent, kind, independent, responsible daughter. And then you go to the fear. I, I never being known by my parents. Could it also be? Rejection, being reject. I'll never be good enough. Yeah. Or, or it might be something like they're not safe. I, I will never have safe parents. I can't rely uh, on them. Could it be uh, like you know, my dad will never stop treating me as if I was two years old. Yeah, I think that's another resentment. My dad will never. I would put that up. I would do a separate worksheet on that. Okay. okay. So. So we've had a look and it's good enough. We don't have to get it perfect. In When you do the fourth step, you do many of these, especially with significant family members because there's a lot of history. There's a lot to get out. But for today, let's go to the next one. I should see my dad treating me as, and I'm going to make some suggestions and I want you to come back to me. I should see my dad treating me as uh, his special, precious, Daughter who he respects and honors and is happy to have in his life cares for your opinion. What what does what does Emmanuel think? Wants to know what you think and seeks out your opinion. Turns up with flowers. So people are looking at your dad. What mm. should they see your dad doing? Treating me with respect and care. Praising me. Yeah. Praising me for my courage to um, move back to Canada and going back to university. Others should see my dad treating me with respect and care. And maybe he'll be missing you because you'll be leaving home. 
sad to see me go, mm -hmm. praising me for my courage to move back to Canada, proud of me. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Proud of me to his friend, bragging, like proud of my my special daughter look what she's done yeah and so what's the fear so now we move across to the fear and this is a very particular fear what are you afraid people will see when they they look at you and your dad together and how he is behaving and how you are reacting when they see the two of you together what are you afraid that they will see that they think i'm like him okay and how is that? But to me, that's that would be an insult. Um, Why is that? How is that? You said that I am like him. How is he? Oh, it's so hard to summarize it in one word, Joe. You know, uh, very controlling and judgmental. Okay, so I fear that others will see that I am just like him. I are you just like him? Uh, I hope not. No, but you're saying that. Is it a real fear? Do you sometimes behave like him? So my dad never minds his own business. So you are are, are you a, is it, are you someone who never minds your business? Do you go no. in and have opinions on other people? No. No. So so in this particular resentment, that's not the fear. Okay. So you're there with your dad. Your dad has come into your house and he's commenting and there's people watching. Like there's people in the, your room, in your house, and he walks in and he comments on the floor and he comments on the boxes and it hurts. Like it hurts. What are you afraid, those people watching you both, what are you afraid that they will see? They will see that uh, he treats me like crap. But that's not really a fear. I mean... Maybe that you will be embarrassed. Oh, yeah. It can be as simple as that. It doesn't have to be complicated. It's just I will be ashamed. I, mm -hmm. I will feel, no, I will feel exactly, ashamed. It is really exactly that because I've been ashamed all my life about him. All right. Are you hearing this, everyone? This is really powerful. Okay. So what you're doing here, do you see how we had to dig a little bit to get to the fear? This is a particular fear. And what you do is you imagine the person in front of you doing whatever the column two resentment was. And you have an audience watching. So you have people, Emmanuel's friends or work colleagues or, or relatives are watching as he treats her this way. What are you afraid or embarrassed that they will see when they look at the two of you together? What will they see? And that's what you want to try to capture. What we're doing here is capturing the pride because often that pride comes from the fear that's underneath, okay? So this is the beginning of extended column work. In the big book, you see it is, and previously, it's just a, you just write it down. Did it affect my self-esteem? Yes, and you're done and you move on. The work that we're doing is much, much deeper. You explore it, you write it out, and there's more to come. You look at ambition, you look at security, there's more to come. For today, we're going to move into the fourth column. And um, coming back to this big book just for a moment, 
turn to page, I think we're on 65, turn to page 67. And Emmanuel, if you wouldn't mind reading it. Referring to a list again, putting out of our minds the, wrong, uh, the wrongs others had done, we resolutely looked for our own mistakes. Where had we been selfish, dishonest, self-seeking and frightened? Though situation had not been entirely our fault, we tried to disregard the other person involved entirely. Where were we to blame? The inventory was ours, not the other man's. When we saw our faults, we listed them. We placed them before us in black and white. We admitted our wrongs honestly and were willing to set these matters straight. That's it. So just pause there. So what you're reading there, we call that the fourth column. So you'll see there it says, where had I been? Selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and afraid. So now have a look if we go to the fourth column. It's the next page. Now we're not going to go through all of them, but you'll see what we've done in extended column work is we've taken this process of evaluating and ex exploring what's going on underneath and we've written it out. Okay, so now um, you would fill in here column one is my dad and you would write up here what he did. So you would copy what you'd done on the previous worksheet. And then I'm going to ask Emmanuel again to say a prayer, please. One that captures your heartache right now. God, please set aside everything I think I know about myself. My fourth step, my dad, my brokenness, and especially you. For a new experience about myself, my fourth step, my dad, and especially you. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. All right. Now, the first part of the column four is to find the perceived role. So I'm going to make some suggestions, and I just because we're do, we're just doing it in a rush. We're not exploring it in depth, but perhaps you are the you could say abused daughter if you wanted, because he's verbally yeah, using sure. you. He's not creating a safe space. You could put, you could change, tone that down a little and say the um, pestered daughter, like he's pestering you. Ask yourself this question. What is the other person doing to you? What is he no, doing to you? It's definitely abuse, not only to me, by the way, but yeah, I feel like yeah, abused okay. child works perfectly for me. Abused child. Okay. So you could say that. Can we add another word? So mm -hmm. abused, just to to um, explain it a little bit more, I am the abused. Perhaps you are neglected. Does he neglect you? I don't think so. You say he turns up. He turns up a lot. So he seems neglected. not neglected. What? What's another word that describes? Just to um to give it a bit more color. What is, is there? Another word that could describe it? I am the abused. Perhaps ignored or like he doesn't seem to know you. Yes, and he never will. It's not ignored because he's always right there in my face for like. Well, then that time. maybe that's it. I, I am the abused. Um, what's something that describes he's right there in your face? Smothered, smothered. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
that would mm. be the word yeah abused let you know i will write smothered in there but maybe you will come up with another um mm. oh sorry you will come up with another word um that suits you when you think about it so i sometimes one word will do but normally i like two just to kind of capture what's going on and each mm. of you ask yourself what is the other person doing to Emmanuel? It's not about how she feels now. We're leaving the story behind. We're moving into the fourth column. The perceived role is a picture like Shakespeare. I'm describing him. He is he is the man who is abusing, it's verbal abuse, and smothering the child, the daughter. And you're not a child anymore. Well, actually, let's put child in there because that will be interesting. But you're not a child anymore. Did the event really happen? Yes, it did really happen. And then we have this sentence in here. I'll read it out because it's sort of hard to understand. It says, disregarding the other person entirely. Okay, so now we're going to disregard Emmanuel's father. We're going to let it, it's not about him. The resentment is 100% mine. So now I look at that. Disregarding the other person entirely, consider we consider the event and we consider before, during and after the event, uh, where was I at the time of the actual event or where am I now? And then we go through these dimensions here. So there's a couple of questions, self-seeking, selfish, delusional, afraid, uh, responsible, where is the harm? So we're not going to go through all that. That's what the workshop is about, learning how to fill these workshop, uh, questions in. But we're going to look at the first couple today because when I'm doing a quick workshop, uh, worksheet with someone and they're new, I look at question one and two on the third column and I look at questions one, two, and three on the fourth column so they they can get a little bit of relief. Self-seeking behavior, doing. So you ask yourself, when I feel, now this is hard, but when I feel like the abused and smothered child, how do I, what do I do? What am I doing? What do you do, Emmanuel? Do you slam the door? I do you stomp I, I out of the room? I, I leave. If it's not at my house, I leave. Yep. If it's at my house, it's a bit trickier. So then I retaliate. So I attack? Yep. Do you disappear into your room? Do you leave the house? What do you do? A bit, a bit more. Well, if it's my house, I don't leave the house. But yes, I can change room. Yeah, actually, I do. I do uh, change room and go upstairs and I, I don't want to see him. I can't see him. Yep. I need to isolate to deal with my with my uh, anger. Okay. What else do you do? Do you go into, some people go to gaming or reading or TV or food or uh, uh, I don't know. No, they get into... I probably am abstinent with food, but I go into, I get a, uh, extremely exhausted emotionally and really tired so you go to bed yeah or have a nap or something it depends if he's still around or not right yep yeah beautiful all right 
Uh, do you notice yourself getting into any other behavior when he's around that, that you might not be kind of happy with? Well, I when... immediately when we, when I see him, I, I literally tense up because I know whatever he says, as soon as he opens his mouth, I'm going to be irritated. Yep. And um, Yeah, okay. I mean, it's beyond irritation, honestly. It's real, like it's, it's almost rage at this point. Yeah, I think we're yeah. past the readability. Yeah, I, I, okay. So now we go to question number two, everyone. Uh, so the question one is looking at what do you do when you feel like the abused and smothered child, what do you do? And I leave, I get into verbal attacking him, I change rooms, I isolate, I feel exhausted, I go to bed, I tense up, I'm irritated, I go into rage, like this overwhelming rage. You could say overwhelm. Thinking, question number two, how I keep this super simple is I look at words that start with self. I'm going to say a few words and I want you to choose one or two of these words that, that apply. For example, self-pity, self-loathing, self-harm, self-abandon, uh, self-righteous, any one of those words suit you with this example, this resentment? Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I I never want to see this man again, and maybe my opportunity is coming. That's that's what happens. Doesn't I know it has nothing to do with me? Could it be self righteous then? They. Uh, I was hearing self righteous, and I was hearing self pity. Other people have healthy dads. Why not me? Mm. Why do I have to go all the way to Canada? Why can't mm. he be different? Mm -hmm. mm. It's true. Like I wish he was normal. Yeah. So well, let's just sit with self-righteous. He's wrong. He's wrong to behave this way. I'm right. Mm -hmm. And he's wrong. And it doesn't mean you're wrong, by the way. But the attitude of self-righteous is is our character defect there, the self. Self-righteous, and I'll put self-pity because I can hear it. Wishing that I had a different parent. Yeah. Just, just saying. So that would be called self-pity. So we will look at this number three, delusional or dishonest. How am I misrepresenting myself so is are you exaggerating how bad your dad is? Because not always. Some people do have really unhealthy dads. I remember the first time we met in this workshop, you said he was there to change an electrical plug in your house. That's actually quite helpful. Yes, it was. Is it possible that in his dysfunctional way he's trying to help? I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he has he has good intentions, but he does it by insulting and yelling at people. So yeah, I'd rather him not help me if you ask me. But you're not happy with how he behaves. Do you ever behave in a similar way? You said I'm worried people will think I'm like him. I am. Yeah. I am also. I have a a bit of a um yeah, like a lot of crankiness and like you know. Yeah. So maybe something else will come up in that area. I'm not sure. So let's just keep moving. So when you do this as a fourth column, you go through and you do all the questions. But right now we're going to jump down to question number nine. 
character defects, okay? Or maybe um, number eight, is there any fear that as we're doing this work, has, has a fear come to you? Any additional, any fear that you weren't aware of before? Any new fear? Maybe something like, the relationship will never heal. Maybe, maybe I'm a, a common thing is maybe I'm broken. Like I'll always want a better dad. Or I'll never get over mm -hmm. the. I'll never get over the sadness of having an unhealthy dad. Yes. Yeah, because I've given up on hoping that it will change. I'm just going to write that second part. I, what did you say? I have given I have up. Given up on the hope that the relationship will change. I mean, all that can change is me. I know that. How old is your dad? 75. Well, he's still kicking and like, he's still around changing your electrical plugs. I have given up. That's a delusional or dishonest thought. I don't think you have. There's something else going on there. It might be exhaustion. I don't think you have given up. That just from this, I think there's something else going on. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're coming to something else, but uh, there is something going on. There's still a fight in you to to make him different. And mm -hmm. um, and when we let that go. That's when relationships can start to change, when we stop trying to fix the other person. True, that's that's the change. You, if you read the stories in the book, everyone's trying to change each other. And when we stop, and like the um, parallel train tracks, when we stop trying to fix each other and we just work on it, now you can't do what, you can't change what he's doing, but you can hold yourself steady. And he will continue to do his thing. But if you hold yourself steady, he will, maybe his swinging will get less and he will, you know, it, it, people do change. Okay. We see it all the time. We see it in this workshop all the time, all the time. Number nine is character defects. So what um, character defects do you see coming up? You can see them. We've already written them. So have a look, mm -hmm. number one, two, and three. So verbally maybe attacking the, maybe, is the maybe character. Maybe dishonest because he has, you know, in my life done a lot of things for me. And he's, I think he tries to, he has a good heart, you know. He means well. It just comes out a strange way. Yep. Yep. Uh, Self-righteous. Just because you've written it. We're looking for things you've already said. Self-righteous. Yep. Uh, verbally attacking. So when you attack someone, it's not great. I would put it as a character mm -hmm. defect, okay? The other things, exhaustion, going to bed, that can be a healthy choice rather than getting into an argument. You you know, having a rest when you're tired is healthy. Mm -hmm. uh, feeling overwhelmed, you're powerless over that. I, it actually seems pretty healthy from my perspective. Uh, I would just consider maybe some dishonesty, maybe some self-righteousness and the attacking isn't great. So I would just, just keep it simple. You don't have to tick every box and have every character defect. Mm -hmm. That's what I would do. Why do you think you hold on to these? Why do you, what do you get out of it? What's the payoff 
to living in self-righteousness. I put myself as a, as a victim. I mean, I don't feel that, Joe. I'm just like trying to do the work. I yeah. I can tell you, I, I'm hearing maybe control. Like if I'm attacking him, I get to stay in control of him. I attack when I hear him say some like, like horrible things. In that moment that you are attacking him, you are also in self-righteous. You're right and he's wrong. You said he's horrible and maybe he is. But uh, maybe there I can are say gentle... that I've been uh, I've been uh, financially dependent on my parents, and that makes me feel like super guilty and stuff. So, ooh, that's a whole mm. new thing. <laughs> oh yeah, how much? That's a whole new them? thing. We can't go there right now because I haven't got any work space left on the worksheet. So uh, I'm the victim. I want to put to you it keep so you get to stay safe. If you're attacking him, it keeps like a castle, keeps your walls up. It keeps them away. And you don't have to deal with your shame of being vulnerable, of mm. being dependent, of being maybe a little messed up because you're human. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. Because he uses vulnerability. It's like if you open the door, the door to vulnerability, it gets right in there and uses it. Yeah, so you'll never change if we see, if we do not, if we're not willing. You know, have you heard the talk, uh, are you willing to be willing to be willing? Mm -hmm. To change, you are going to have to find a way to let go of these methods to stay safe. So you still need to have safe boundaries there's probably some codependent. Oh, let's put with character defects, codependency. I'm just going to put it on there. You didn't mm. say it, but I suspect there's some codependency between the two of you. You're using these methods to stay safe in that relationship. And it's mm. until you're ready to let them go, the willingness to be willing to be willing, it means you're going to feel unsafe until you figure out how to have healthy boundaries with him say hey dad and you practice you you role play with your sponsor and you say you practice she pretends to be your dad and and you be you and you try different things until you find out what works hey dad i i, I don't really want to talk about that right now would you like a cup of tea I'm going to the other room. I'm feeling pretty tired. I'm going to go sit down. I need to have my lunch. I'm happy to talk about this in the kitchen. Do you want to come or are you going to keep doing that job that you're doing? I'm going to be in the kitchen. So you practice, how do I set healthy boundaries without attacking him? So it's just, this is, this is recovery. That would be what you would do after this. I'm going to finish up with... Um, uh, the real role. Up the top, who were you? I was the abused, smothered child. Now down the bottom, you're not a child. You're a woman. Okay? Mm -hmm. You're a grown woman right now. Mm -hmm. uh, at the beginning, maybe we were a child or we were the daughter. But who are you today? And I'm going to su suspect perhaps you're the woman who has trouble standing up holding her boundaries i am the woman who is defensive 
I'm the defensive woman. I don't like that at all. I don't does like it, the sound of that. <laughs> does it feel real? Is it close? I don't know, you know, because the, the, the set aside prayer comes through my head. Maybe I don't know who I am, you know? Yeah. I am the defensive woman. Now you may need, that's not saying that he is a safe person. He doesn't sound like a safe, that he has um, healthy communication, that he does mm. attack, but it might be something around that, uh, something going on there. So I'm going to pause and that might not be right. I, I don't know if that's, let's just sit with it and, and I'm going to email this to you so you'll have a copy of it. I'm going to stop the screen share and just um, thank you so much for allowing us to do that. Do you see that is a different way of looking at it? This is extended column work. This is what we will be learning, how to look at our relationships and our perspective. We start with one story, and Emmanuel started with the abused child. I was just looking at it. You start with one story, and people live and die in that story. They're nine, my grandmother, bless her, 90-something years old, full of stories, right? Story, story, story. They never grow up. I, We're all humans. I mean, I'm sure I will have those stories too. But what we get in recovery is a chance to find different stories. And the different story might be that Emmanuel maybe is the woman who is defensive, the woman that is ashamed of something, the woman that is afraid to be herself. Okay, she, you, you will have to do some more work to find what the real role is. We've just had a look at it today, but it's different to the abused child. There is more to the story, and you see it when you do extended column work. That's why I'm enthusiastic about this work. I love doing it, and I love supporting people to find their way through the work. Um, so that's what we learn how to do is extended column work, and we finish with a seven-step prayer. And what I do is when I get to the word character, I change it. So my creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character, including being defensive around my dad, which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. Thank you. So do you see how we change that seven-step prayer? <clears throat> My suggestion, Emmanuel, is that you say that prayer for the next week, until next week. So you introduce the seven-step prayer. And do you see at the word character in that prayer, we put in the particular character defect that we've recognized, that we now see. So when, and you can choose what that is. I don't know. Thank you, thank you. I'm going to close with the serenity prayer. I'll just put um, everyone on mute and then we'll invite you to unmute and say farewell. God, please grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. So um, just a moment, I think. There you go. Thank you, everybody. Thank, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Joe. Bye. Thanks, Joe. Bye. Thank you. And that was awesome, Joe. It was wonderful. It was Great. Really Good night. Wonderful. Thank you. Night. 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 Mm -hmm.